Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. No. All right. Let me see if I can work this thing correctly. Yes. God loves me. And if you've seen me do this before, I seem to have this issue with the clicker. So somebody has to come up and help me. And, but Stephanie, Stephanie's not here, so she can't hold my hand through the clicker. <laughs> well, sure, anybody that wants to take over there is fine with me. But I actually got it to start off, right? Oh, yeah, if, if you want to. <laughs> I mean, bless you. Bless you, Laura. Thank you so much. It's not that I think I'm special. It's just that, you know, it can really, you know, kind of ruin your flow. All right. Thank you, Camille. And Jackie's not in here, but I felt something very special from the ladies' worship today. I missed Kalia very much on the drums, but this new ladies' team is really strong, really strong and anointed. So... I know we already did it, but can we thank them again? Woo! I, I just adore all, all of them so much. I mean, my mijas, my, my daughters. Oh, shucks. You're making me blush, Cam. But um, <laughs> thanks so much. I, I appreciate you a great deal, and I just love to tell you so. So um, it's amazing, oftentimes, how this body seems to be in agreement um, without, <laughs> yes, Donna. <laughs> I mean, it, I knew, you and I have done it before. I remember, I don't remember what place, but I was over there, and you were over here, and you'd say a word, and then i go, well, that's the word I was going to say. I can't remember when it was, but, but you were there. So anyway, <clears throat> but it's not that unusual is what I'm saying when we do. And um, amazingly enough, we want to talk about using the gifts God has given us. And I felt like God gave me this because of everything kind of that we've heard, that we're moving into a new place, that some of us who have hesitated, maybe, I think God is going to release things. And things that are we feel are holding us back are going to just drop off one by one. Um, there's there's going to be a new courage. And there's going to be people, as we're going to discuss here, even people who have been wounded and are hiding their gift, they're going to be healed and they're going to come out and bring it. Because we never, we never know the impact we have. We never know it, and, and all of us have something special, very special to give, and that was part of the plan. So we're hoping that we're going to see all this go through and go forward, uh, Lyra going deeper and deeper 
Yes. Let's all do that. Um, Donna, be anointed. Lyra, letting go in, in, in faith. And uh, Lyra, uh, what, what you said earlier, I just wanted to say, yes, God is working great things in us, and he's perfectly willing, as we all know through our beloved apostle, to gently push us off the cliff. <laughs> and I think that's important right now because I think a lot of people are, are going to not only allow God to push them off the cliff, but they're going to whip on that bungee cord and they're going to jump. And that's going to be powerful for all of us. So I'd like to uh, just pray us in here. Lord God, thank you for the words that you've given us today already. Thank you for this beautiful worship team. Thank you for the words I am imparting today through uh, your love and your, your tutelage, especially very early this morning when you always seem to touch me the most. Thank you, Lord. And uh, I just want to um, say that I hope the words that I impart through you today will change something, something spiritually, some aspect in everyone who listens. So in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So God needs you. He, he needs me too, believe it or not, <laughs> but he really needs, he needs you. He needs all of us. He needs all of us right now. And, um, <laughs> and I'm just kidding. This is so much fun. I'm so glad that, um, I, and I, I've looked up, I, I looked up tons of scripture about what we're talking about here. God has apportioned to each a degree of faith and a purpose designed for service. In other words, this scripture, which I didn't put all of it in here, but I am going to read it. Um, this scripture tells us basically what the rest of this is about. God made us specifically. God made us specifically for a purpose. God gave us everything we need to fulfill our purpose, and God wants us to do it. No, not quite yet. <laughs> and, oh, sweet. That's beautiful. I'm not there yet, but it's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, I'm, you know, I'll, 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 you know, all fun aside. Actually, no, I can't put fun aside because I love Cami deeply, and I'm so happy she's doing this with me. But I'm also very proud of my slides because the last one I did was kind of, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but everyone was very gracious. Yeah, I'm getting better. See, God's helping me improve, and uh, improvement's always good. So I would say that the last quote, oh, there it is. This is, <laughs> thank you so much, Cami. This is sort of a perfect quote for this time, especially when we read the first part of this verse, which I purposely left off of there. However, it is of great importance, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you not to think more highly of himself and of his importance and his ability than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment. 
I think this is really important as we look at the church today. Um, I'm not condemning anyone, but <laughs> we do seem to see uh, people who are kind of strutting it out there that maybe are somehow losing touch with God and, and becoming more about themselves or, or their iconography or whatever you want to call their celebrity ship for the church. And I, I think we see that quite often. So to me, this verse was really profound because we're accomplishing two things. Um, we're doing, we're moving forward with humility, and yet we know God wants these things done. He really wants these things done. So without pride or hubris, as Christians, we are to use our gifts, our degree of faith, to lift up one another to share and love each other as the ecclesia, we are servants. We are servants to each other, and we generously are giving of our gifts and our purpose back to God. We are multiplying what we are given. So important. Let me say that again. We are multiplying what we are given. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, we are multiplying what we are given. Yes. It is so important for us to multiply. So generations coming up will have good examples. So uh, people that um, are just coming to the Lord will have people who will share with them and, and give them examples of worship and, and whatever is needed as far as teaching. We're all teachers. We're all teaching each other. We're part of a community. We're communitas. We're moving through an ordeal together. And by being with each other, we're going to survive beautifully. We're moving through. Amen. Yes. Can I get an amen? So. Now, Grace. Now, grace is free. The greatest gift being the sacrifice of Christ our Lord. But grace and our salvation is a gift for everyone, not just for us. Anyone can sign up. Anyone today who doesn't know the Lord or is in the house or outside the house or anything, if they want to give themselves to Jesus today, salvation is free. So what we're discussing as Christians We've been saved, and therefore, we're different. We have given up ourselves, and we're brought Jesus in. Therefore, knowing that he gave us great purpose, we should want to, as Christians, to be serving, 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 and doing great works every single day we live. And to, to even top ourselves sometimes, you know, like, wow, that was really a good one, Lord, but... I'm going to get this one better. I'm going to even do better. I, I think this is so important right now as we have agreed that people are getting in deeper. People are feeling something the Lord is doing with them. And I think he's working on each and every one of us because he, he needs us. He needs us to fulfill our purpose, the one unique to us, so we can grow with the body and communitas and by doing our purpose, then we help somebody else do their purpose, and it all comes together 
as one big group for Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? It is just so beautiful. So we come together in, in gratitude and worship. And Paul teaches us, as I sort of just relayed, that salvation comes through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Such beautiful truth. And James 26 <laughs> says, For as a body without spirit is dead, so is faith without works is dead also. So we know that the gift of salvation is free. But, and, and we know that works won't save us. That's not grace. But as Christians, God's given us gifts, and sometimes that's disguised as work. <laughs> now, <laughs> you're going, oh, I'm so busy all the time. I have my job. I have the kids. But once you get into this, it becomes something that you just want more of as you see things come. And we're doing a very, very good job here at Shekinah. As small of a body as we are, we're in 17 countries now. Is that right? 18? Okay. 18 countries. So we're, we're doing something very special without a whole bunch of people. And yet the more we grow, the more we feel it, the better we feel. We're all becoming more confident in everything we're doing. Because I, I can just feel it. You know, I, I remember when I came here for the first few services. I mean, Stephanie was always confident. And, and Laura, I think, for the most part. But a lot of the rest of us were, were learning a great deal. And look how much we've come together. Look how much we've learned. And we are family. And that is so important because in, in this microcosm of everything else that's going on in the world, my, fa my father, as an interesting aside, was the director of elections for the state of Michigan. And our table talk around the dinner table was very interesting. I won't go into the political side of it, but all I'm saying is he was huge on the fact that government starts at home. So you have your family around the table, you pray at the table, and then that reaches out to your church, and that reaches out to your neighborhood, and that reaches out eventually to your state legislature, and that reaches out then to your federal government. Government starts at home. Love, family, peace starts with a group just like this. And because of what we're doing, by demonstration, we grow. Other people will see it and want to have that. So let them come. We're asking them. We're begging them. So God wants us to partner with him desperately, especially at this time. He wants us to partner with him to improve whatever, because all of us have these special talents, right? Somebody knows how to improve something in this body right now. They know, well, if we did it this way, we could reach all these other people. And to multiply, which we always talk about, Stephanie is just huge on multiplication, and I finally get it. <laughs> you know, because the more people that you reach that then understand where you're coming from, then exponentially we grow and grow for Jesus, and that is just huge. We multiply what he has given us. 
each of us. Now, to kind of do an example of <laughs> Matthew 25, 1430. Is that it? Oh. That's okay. We'll find it. Well, I, I know what to say anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. But there it is. <laughs> the parable of the talents. I think this is an excellent example of what God really expects of us. So, we all pretty much know the story, I think. That there was three servants. The master gave one uh, f uh, five talents. Another two and the last one, one talent, and he went away. And he, he blessed him, and he said, boy, you know, I expect great things when I get back. Well, he comes back, and the guy with five doubled it. Great job. Well done, faithful servant. You, you, <laughs> well done, well done. And the second one doubled his, his two talents. And the same, well done, faithful servant. But the third servant, and this is what I'm getting to right now in this world and what we're doing as Christians. The third servant said, I was afraid. I hid your talent in the ground. In other words, you gave me this, and I didn't do anything with it. I just buried it. You wicked and slothful servant. <laughs> I just love that word, slothful. That has to be, if somebody called, called me slothful, I would probably really be hurt because there's a deep meaning to that word that you just can't find anywhere else. You should have, you should have invested my money, and on my return, I should have received what was my own with interest. Point being, for many reasons, some of us are hiding our gifts or they're not bringing them forward. We must not bury what God has given us. Our gifts are made to be multiplied, and they are made to be shared for his glory. Can I get an amen? I'm going to say that again. For his glory. Amen. amen. Once again, going back to the first verse, which you don't have to go back. God has apportioned to each of us a degree of faith and purpose. So there's all kinds of gifts. We don't have to be an artist. You don't have to be a musician. You don't have to uh, be a, a sculptor. You don't have to be something necessarily in arts. You can be an artist as a mathematician. You can be an artist as a carpenter, an architect. You can be an artist at, at whatever you, you can be an artist with a broom. If you're really good at cleaning, there's something very artistic about that. In other words, no matter what gifts you have, there is a place. And if ever there was a time to bring them forward, if you've been hiding, now's the time to come forward and just quit the hiding thing. Not, on the other hand, though, not all gifts, as we just discussed, appear to be equal. God distributes gifts uniquely and for our purpose, and he gives us what we can handle each of us what we can handle and not lose our love of him. So, ah, 
jealousy. Now, this is something that comes in <clears throat> that I wanted to speak about briefly because we see it often in the church. Let's face it. You know, we see it in secular places, but, uh, and, and it doesn't have to be huge, but it can, it can be hard on a Christian, even if you didn't prompt anybody to be jealous, even if what you're doing is just what you're doing, jealousy occurs, and a lot of times, of course, it's about money and platform, uh, things that secular people have a problem too. It's often a problem, and I put this picture up here because I think one of the best examples in the Bible, Bible of jealousy is Saul. His jealousy of David, he was livid. David was outshining him everywhere, and instead of looking at him like a son saying, wow, son, well done, um, all my teachings, uh, you're going to become king You've outstripped me. You've done everything. I'm, I'm aging, and now I can go on with the confidence that I have a great person to rule over this land, and I don't have to worry about it. Instead, his ego was so hurt, he tried to kill him. He was like a son to him. I mean, that is like jealousy personified, and that's why I picked that guy. Now, of course, money... <clears throat> We talk a lot about money, and some people have a million dollars, and others of us will ask, well, gee, Lord, <laughs> how come my, uh, you know, where's my million? But we look, at, we look at what money can do, and God knows who can handle it. Who can handle the million bucks? Look at lottery winners. That's one famous way to see what money can do, because so many people win the lottery, and in a, a year, it's all gone. In fact, sometimes they're upside down because they just didn't understand how to use the money. And money and fame are powerful. As we discuss about platforms in the church, they can move even the most well-intended pastors away from God. Many who have money and fame have lives that are just walking disasters. We can read, read about them in magazines. We can see them on TV. Um, you know, some of the famous, like Brad Pitt and who was the woman he divorced recently? Angelina. Yeah, I, I used to like them both a lot as actors. And then watching what they went through publicly, I was thinking, wow, who wants it? Who wants to go through that? Is, is it really worth it? So anyway, God get, gets us, gives us, rather, what we're ready to receive. Let none of us be jealous for another's gifts. Instead, give freely of what God has given us and support all, support all our brothers and sisters where, where they are at in humility because we are all still becoming spiritually and we are still growing spiritually. Will you please turn to your neighbor and say, I am still growing spiritually. You know, if we really, really love Jesus, if we really love God, we'll never stop growing. Because we go from glory to glory to glory. God, we used to talk about the onion peel. 
when I first came here that God continues to peel off layers and he reveals new things to us because it's time. He's like, <laughs> you can shake that one off. For me, you know, uh, some of the things like I, I chased fame for years. I chased dollars for years. And I drank a lot of Jägermeister. So I don't do that anymore. So God has peeled these onions off going, you don't need this stuff anymore, Brent. Now, now you're cool. You're with me. And I'm going to give you something better. So that's my little mini testimony. Gifts, great and small. This is sort of the set. And you can, I think, stay there for a minute. Um, which I've seen, I wanted to speak about this because I see it in the church as well, a lot, can be stifled and suppressed. I guess slide six. I guess the next one. In a world that tells us what we will never become, what we will never do, and indeed what we cannot do, people can be absolutely thoughtless and cruel. And this is in the church and in secular. We hear about it all the time. People are shamed and whether it's intentionally or unintentionally cause us to bury our gifts. Teachers, pastors, even parents can dash our dreams to the ground and break them all to flinders. All to flinders, that was a term that was used during the revolution every war, so I thought I'd throw that in there. I thought it was cool. But you can see all this stuff shattered all over the ground. And I've talked to many people in the church who I'm saying, well, what do you really want to do? I can't do that. Why can't you do that? Well, somebody told me so. They said, no, no, you'll never be anything like that. You aren't good enough. You don't have the wherewithal. You don't have the education. So we hear this all the time, but we have a God of the impossible. And right now, as Donna and Lyra were mentioning, now is the time. Now is it God stirring it up. He's saying, nope, you've got to step up to the plate. Take heart. What God is putting in you, no one can take away. As another example, let's look at Joseph. He was sold into slavery by his brothers into Egypt. And at that point, <laughs> most of us would pretty think it's over. It's over. I mean, I'm a slave until I die probably very shortly because it, being a slave is kind of hard on you. I'm sure in Egypt it was, it was pretty bad. And as I said, that point, it's over. But not Joseph. How come? Because faith, integrity, and that hard work part we were talking about, he worked his way into Pharaoh's heart. There's no way around it because he was brilliant, because he had faith, and because God was telling him, this is what you need to do. And he listened. So use, Joseph used all the gifts God gave him to save Egypt from famine, eventually his brothers, even his brothers who had betrayed him. Another interesting example here, and we're about wrap, ready to wrap up, also is Rahab. She has fascinated me because she's, the New Testament just thinks she's wonderful. I mean, she's, she's glorious, and the Midrash I don't know if anybody's read that, but that's where the, the rabbis look at, at, study different characters from the Bible. And uh, they think, she, well, actually, she's one of the world's most beautiful women, according to the Midrash. And yet, she was a prostitute. She was a prostitute, and, and some say she ran an inn, which had a bordello in it, 
And there's all these other stories. That doesn't matter. I mean, but yet in the Midrash and in the New Testament, she is totally sanctified. She followed the will of God. And really, what did she have to work with? I mean, if you were a prostitute in those days, you were an unclean woman. I mean, except for certain things, nobody wanted anything to do with you. I just think she's a, a wonderful story of how God uses people you never imagine without education, even sort of maybe a, some might think, a, well, some might think, a very immoral way of making a living with her body. God sanctified her, and she fulfilled his will. She saved the spies. She got him out, and Jericho fell. And later, her, uh, she gave birth to Boaz, who is right in line for Jesus' line. Pretty cool stuff for somebody that was probably thought of as the scum of the earth, generally. I, I think that's just so incredible. She must have had a lot of good brains, too. Courage and faith makes us step out of fear. Thank you, Alan. You played right in there. What you said was awesome. Thank you so much. We need to overcome the naysayers. We must have faith in what God has given us. Otherwise, the world will never see what? Our light. God gave us all light. Joyce Meyer tells us it does not matter if what you have seems great or small to the world. God only holds us accountable for what he's given us. You don't have to compare or compete with anyone. Do the most you can with the gifts and talents he gave you. You have everything you need to fulfill your purpose. In other words, from the minute we came out of the womb, it was already there. Can I get an amen? I think that's so cool. So turn to your neighbor right now and say, you have everything you need. You have everything you need, and you don't have to ever doubt it. Never doubt it. That's the thing. That's what the devil loves to do. He wants to make us uncertain. He wants to tell us, no, no, you can't do that. There's no way. No way. Even your parents, you know, come on. You, you didn't get the grades for that. I, I, heard, I heard that a lot when I was in school, even though I did graduate with pretty good grades. But my parents always said, you don't have the grades for that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> anyway, so we have everything we need to fulfill our purpose. And I just love this line. It's never too late to be great. Can we all say that together? It's never too late to be great. I love the finger. Thank you, Cammie. That was powerful. <laughs> so just uh, some, some little facts here as we're closing. Scientists estimate that the probability of your being born is about one in 400 trillion. That's a pretty big number. And yet, there is no one like you. Never been anyone like you. No one who has your talents has ever been born, has ever existed. The purpose that God has in mind for you, there's only one person that that person was designed for. You're incredibly unique. You're a miracle. So God matches you with talents that are for you and you alone. Therefore, it is absolutely silly, first of all, to be jealous of what someone else has. Because 
if that is what God wanted you to have, well, you would have it. And maybe as you develop and you grow and the onion peels off, like I've done a lot of that, obviously, then, you know, there, there will be glory to glory. Perhaps you need something to move forward and God will send you the money that you need for your, your ministry or whatever. I mean, it's all kind of you move into God, God moves into you. That's my um, favorite new saying from three years ago. <clears throat> so, in case you haven't noticed, and I know you have, Satan hates us. He will do anything to block us from achieving our God-given purpose, and that includes jealousy, envy, um, lack of resources, of confidence, having somebody constantly tell you, your grades aren't good enough. You, you'll never make it. You'll never be anything. These are lies. Do we have that up there? Don't believe. Do not believe the lies. Thank you, Jackie. That's beautiful. Uh, do, do not believe the lies because they're everywhere. And, you know, I'm just waking up to the fact that I've heard a lot of lies my whole life. And I know people who also have heard a lot of lies. And sometimes you just go, what was I thinking? Why did I even accept this uh, kind of talk? It's ridiculous. So therefore, as I said, it's so silly to be jealous. And jealousy, envy, lack, all these things work together. Satan uses them completely to defeat us. He doesn't want us to move forward. He wants us to fail, fail, fail. Well, who wants to be a failure, right? So if someone has stepped out or stepped on your dream, rather, that God put in your heart, forgive them. Pick up your sword and move forward in faith, in courage. Only you can complete the task God has given you. Let's not just pray for what we want. Let's ask God to give us what we can handle and still put him first. In closing, God gives each of us the capacity to be a light. A light for others. No matter what your purpose may be, we need to serve others. Always give your best. Never give up on yourself or anyone. Stealing uh, a little post that I saw Stephanie posted the other day. I found this really fascinating. Always leave people better than you found them. Hug the hurt. Kiss the broken. Befriend the lost. And love the lonely. Anyone can do that. You don't need great skills. Let's face it. To lift up. To take care of the least of these. We're taking care of Jesus. And... This is fundamental. So as we're cruising here through getting our greatness and getting all the things done, it's very easy to open our hearts to others. And uh, it's so important. And we're not going to talk about goats and sheep, but you can lead, read that on your own. So we probably should help others as much as we can. Lastly, as an artist myself, a painter, musician, and so on, the greatest words of art painting and photographs are great because of the use of light. The masters teach this over and over because it is the light that brings life, passion, 
love, and emotion. Emotion so strong that it can topple tyranny. It is the light that can topple tyranny. The greatest of the spectrum of light is, of course, love. So have courage, have faith, keep moving, and always be the light. Thank you. Actually, for activation, I thought, because we have a good group here, um, I thought maybe we could partner up or, or go up, you know, with one another and just sit and discuss something maybe that you put off in your heart, discuss why maybe you aren't moving forward, or if you tell others how you're moving. I, th I, I truly believe in this. Th each one of us has our own purpose, and yet we can also aid someone else in their purpose while they, maybe they can aid us in ours. I'm really a huge believer in that, like cross-marketing, right? So if you could just <laughs> kind of discuss, you love that, didn't you? Um, <laughs> so if we could just sit and discuss, maybe we could have some, is there music played up? And, and just maybe even pray into it for a minute. I think there's generally something all of us still want to do, and I'm working on mine right now. I'm working on it, and guess who's shoving me off the cliff again? She's not here, but we'll see her. <laughs> we'll see her by the end of the week. And we did have a good discussion today about uh, cliff shoving anyway. So I think there's a lot, lot of very exciting things that are coming up that never would have happened had I not come here, peeled some onion away, <laughs> and um, known other people who are helping me as I'm helping them. Good luck. Oh. Jackie, you can play too if you want. <laughs> I'm sorry, hon. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.